Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman. Common problem for WWE superstars. Like, they never know how to react to the lights going off. Like, Undertaker made a career out of that. And the New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. Why did no one who feuded with The Undertaker over all these years just bring a flashlight down to the room? <laughs> You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Can you imagine that? Like, <laughs> shielding his eyes, like, hissing as he runs away or something? <laughs> like, some goth kid. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to an action-packed edition of the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. We have now watched hours worth of wrestling uh, from this past week, from Ring of Honor, from WrestleMania, to all the WWE things. Just a whole lot of wrestling. I think my legs and other muscles were starting to atrophy just from (laughs) sitting and watching so much wrestling. And that is my tag team partner, the Rogue Wrestling, (laughs) Mr. Michael Newman, joined by myself, the New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. How you doing this week, Newman? Whew, uh, man, like I said, I, it was exhausting. It's exhausting. Right? Like, just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, and like, all right, let, quick quick ranking of the shows from this weekend. Best yeah. from best to worst. What was the best to worst show for you? NXT. Mm-hmm. As best. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Ring of Honor with WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It, like... Not too far behind, I guess, I'll say. Yeah, because like the problem with Ring of Honor was just that like some of those matches just didn't really have very much build, so it was just, okay, it's like a cool wrestling match. Yeah. But then with WWE and WrestleMania... It's the length. Was, uh, well, two equally gigantic problems, Joe. The length and the formatting of this show, and some really, really bad fucking calls. Yeah. Uh, so, let's... uh. Stop bantering around some more to, and just dive into it. Um, let's start off with Supercard of Honor 12. Uh, this was Ring of Honor's offering on Saturday night, which was the same night as NXT. What were what was your viewing uh, habits of these two on the same night? Uh, so I was definitely way more pumped for NXT overall. So I watched NXT live, and then I watched yeah. uh, Supercard of Honor the next morning. Okay. Yeah, I... I was also just wrestled out, I think, on Sunday because mm-hmm. I was at a union game Saturday night. So I watched both NXT and Ring of Honor on Sunday, <laughs> followed wow. by seven hours of WrestleMania. <laughs> so you just the whole day. Yeah. For you, man. Pretty much. That is but commitment, least, like, ladies and gentlemen. This is a true smart. <laughs> NXT and Ring of Honor, though, at least like I was watching post, right? So I could just pause mm-hmm. them, go to the like. WrestleMania was just exhausting because I was watching it live. So, yeah, and well, you know what? I I do have to give them uh, this this little bit of credit. I'm so glad that they did this. They did not have a giant bunch of just like segments of like promos backstage or like the giant uh, musical thing that just wasted time. Like, yes, for as long this as is... that show was, at least there was shit going on like the whole time. It was probably one of the better formatted WrestleManias out of the past couple of years, right? I mean, I say that, but at the same time, like, and we'll get into this more when we talk about that show specifically, but they need to take a lesson here from places like Ring of Honor and New Japan. And when they have these giant ass shows, breaking into two days, dude, like seven hours is way too fucking long. Yeah. And especially when you have a place like NXT, 
within your company mm-hmm. that is one of the best paced and timed out cards every single time mm-hmm. it's like why don't you just follow their format like now i'm not saying that wrestlemania needs to jump down to two hours like nxt obviously that's not possible but no, no, but do, do two three hour or four hour days yeah P- people could handle that people would be totally yeah. uh, and then you know what then you also have more than one like main event right you can have like yeah. more than one match that you're really giving that boost to of being like the main event of a night. So you could mm-hmm. have had something like Charlotte and Asuka main event night one. And then you could have yeah. like Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar main event night two. And then your your crowd is definitely going to have more stamina, right? Mm-hmm. If they're sitting there for three hours rather than... So if someone went in for the beginning of the pre-show, they were in that stadium for seven hours. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. That's a work day. For some people, like yeah, that's an that's an entire well, because then also the amount of time you had to wait to get in, and then you're having yeah. to get out, like mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's a whole fucking day, mm-hmm. and that's a day where you're completely surrounded by people. It's completely crowded. If you have to try and go to the bathroom, good fucking luck. That's probably like a whole half hour commitment just to even get in. From like, yeah, the lines I remember and when to... I mm-hmm. and getting food and stuff. Oh my yeah. god, I remember I had to wait in line for like a half hour when I was when I was at WrestleMania before for food. Yeah, so it's like, all right, well, which match are you going to miss then? Yeah, which one of these matches you, you have paid, to... you know, tons of money to see? Now you're not going to see one because you're hungry or you yeah. got to piss. <laughs> we, we chose, because uh, that was the year they had a P. Diddy perform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were just like, all right, <laughs> food. <laughs> yeah, well, that was, that was also probably back when like the women's matches were complete shit too, right? Yeah. So it was like, all right, great, another so I'm pretty another, sure that was like... another pee break. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Super Fire right, of so, Honor really uh, didn't have a pee break either. No. Um, so they had the pre-show, um, which was basically the two women of honor uh, tournament matches. Really surprising which, that Neil Dash- Dashwood did not make it to the finals. Yeah. Uh, so you had Sumi Sakai and Kelly Klein mm-hmm. uh, get the winning out of that. Uh, I guess, interesting, right? Like, give it to someone yeah. maybe less known. Complete opposite of our thinking, but... Ring of Honor will probably make it work. Yeah, I mean, I'll be interested to see where they go from it. Just like this whole new division that, you know, because like on TV and stuff like that, you know, they've just been kind of like building up through this tournament. And I'll be interested to kind of like see where they go with some of these you know, people as far as like what they're, because like we have a little bit of more of that established character with like Brandy Rhodes already. But like mm-hmm. a lot of the other girls like don't have as much of that character. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll be um, interested to see kind of like, how they sort of develop that and make this division something. Cause I think, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I have faith yeah. in it, but I think now, maybe now that the finals are here, maybe you're going to start seeing like more vignettes with the women and more segments with them in order to give some of these girls backstories and things like that. So mm-hmm. to make the matches mean something. Uh, so do, do you want to run through every match or do you just want to pick out highlights from uh, the card? I think honestly, for time's sake, uh, let's just either like hit stuff real quick or pick out some highlights because I also yeah. I don't really have anything that much to say for because like I don't have that much to say about the Briscoes versus uh, Tanahashi and Jay Lethal other than fun match. Yeah, but, fun match. Uh, same thing with uh, Punish Mark Martinez uh, defeated Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, great match I thought between uh, Kota Ibushi and Hangman Page. Yeah, that was definitely like a next step up I think for Hangman. Definitely, like, I think he's. Being able to hang. He's <laughs> now been brought up. Ha. Um, 
Then we had uh, SoCal Uncensored uh, retain their titles in what I thought was ended up being an average ladder match. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't think that was anything special. Uh, Silas Young taking the ROH World Teve- Television Championship, which uh, helped me retain the Smart Brothers title. Well, yeah, you regained it, you bastard. You bastard. Yeah. Although I still I, I still am going to blame Seth Rollins overall because he was the last yeah. nail in the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> that fucker. Uh, Cody defeating Kenny. Uh, I mm-hmm. can't remember who do, who picked who out of this. Or did we, we both We stick? both picked Cody. Okay. All right. Because we were so we predictions I, last week. Because <laughs> I, I think I had convinced us that it made sense for Cody to get the win here because it doesn't feel like the feud is over yet. Yeah, and I feel like that definitely makes sense, especially with like. So, did you see um, the being elite? There being the elite falling out from this. No, was this the episode one hundred or something like that? Yes, this is episode one hundred, which is also labeled as finale. Now, oh. I, th- I think this is only finale in that. The being like the elite is completely split at this point in the storyline, and I think this will probably also maybe be how it go goes forward from here. I'm not sure because I th- I feel like what's going to happen is that the elite is just going to be the elite again. It's going to be the original Kenny and the Young Bucks. Okay, because on the show they like Marty got like this uh contract like a five million dollar contract for like recording an album by himself. So he's like, all right, I'm leaving the show, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and, then like, and then Hangman Page. I'm trying to remember what the fuck happened to him. I think he ended up like murdering Joey Ryan, or Cody mur- <laughs> or Cody murdered him on his behalf or something. Anyway, Page left also for some. Oh yeah, or everybody was like offering to buy him shoes. There was some sort of I don't know. Adam Page is gone too. And then at the very <laughs> end, Cody's all like, "Yeah, like I I got Bullet Club, I win." And then like the Young Bucks leave, and then eventually Barry leaves too. So then he's all just completely alone moping. He's just like, I'm on top of the world, but I'm all alone sort of thing. <laughs> and yeah, when the Bucks were leaving, they're like, oh, we got to go talk to Kenny. So it sounds like they're hooking back up and maybe, I don't know if they're going to do like an episode 101. They probably will because they're making money with this shit. And then yeah. just restart as like, oh, well, now it's just the Bucks and Kenny back together. And I don't know if they'll do stuff with the other elite guys or not. But I feel like that's going to be reflected here also in Ring of Honor and New Japan booking in that. Cody, through winning this match, is the leader of Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Marty and Hangman are still in the group with him. Uh, the Bucks maybe are for now, but I think either they're going to leave or they're leaving now. And mm-hmm. then they're going to go join back up with Kenny. And then I think, and this could be wrong, but I feel very strongly that the main event of All In is going to be the final civil war battle between these two factions. It's going to be a six man tag. You think it's all going to be, in is going to be the, it's going to be Kenny and the bucks versus Cody, Marty and page. I think that's, mm. I think that's what it's going to be. And now that uh page is kind of up there higher in ranking, it makes that match even more interesting. Mm-hmm. It's definitely getting up there. And then actually uh, speaking of that, before we get back into super card of honor, did you, or I guess there's really not that much else to discuss. For Supercard of Honor, is there? Just uh, Dalton retaining. Oh yeah, Dalton retaining. So we'll get to that in a second. But um, uh, with All In, did you also know that they announced that Kazuchika Okada will be there? I saw. That's a huge get. Mm-hmm. So yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll even let there be like some sort of New Japan title match beyond that show. That'd be pretty cool. Even if not, though, just yeah. having Kazuchika Okada there is just a big fucking deal. So. Oh yeah. 
Although how I guess many tickets be... are they trying to sell for this? Ten thousand. I think they. I think they'll get it now. They have a very stacked card mm-hmm. already. Well, they've definitely got a lot of talent for sure. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think with that proposed main event potentially and some because like I think I'm trying to remember is Kota Ibushi announced for this card? Not yet. Okay. At least I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think he's announced yet. But I think I'm um, trying to remember who was the other. I think Pentagon announced just recently, right? I think Pentagon. Yes. Is going to be there. Man, I might have to shit. How long is it drive to get out to Chicago? <laughs> like ten hours. <laughs> Something like that. That might be fucking worth it, dude. That might be worth it. I don't know. These are things to think about. <laughs> Road I, trip. Because like that's a fucking historic event. This isn't just some random fucking wrestling event. This is this is all in, damn it. And if I'm and not a Cody uh... Rhodes mark, I don't know what I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean it's just it's probably going to be one of the few cross promotionals mm-hmm. if not the last ones for a long time so it could be but yeah like that match with him and kenny omega was great i think in my yeah. opinion that was still for me match of the weekend okay it was the match of the weekend for me going in and it was coming out too because i thought they both did really great in particular i want to talk about one spot before we move on from the match where uh like kenny omega was coming at him for like one of the last v triggers and mm-hmm. Cody was on his knees and he like threw the ref in his way. And then like the ref still got out of the way. And then like he ended up like spitting on Kenny. Like he was just doing everything he could to just like get between him and Omega to stop this move. Yeah. It was just like every single desperate thing he could possibly do. And he still, it still didn't work. And then finally the V trigger came through and hit him. I thought that was just a great sequence. Like just next level heel work from Cody. And I mean, those two together just worked so well. So. Yeah, which it, and we didn't really, I guess, know that until now, right? That's like, true. We had, we had seen the little bit of stuff in the tag matches, but this was the first time I think that they had ever had a singles match. Am I right? Probably, I think. Yeah, so that was that was a really nice surprise, even though I don't feel like I was surprised. I kind of was expecting yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, like I said, then in the main event, we had Dalton Castle, Dalton Castle retaining over... Marty Skrull. Definitely was surprised. Uh, especially um, after, like, I thought, I don't know, I thought it was a very interesting move to have Nick Aldis there. What did you think of that? I think he's just getting, like, NWA is just putting their hands in everything they can, so. Because mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, like, when I saw him there and I saw, like, the interaction with Skrull, like, I was starting to just, like, get really excited in my own head of, like, oh, man, this would be so fucking cool, like. They could if fucking... Skrull like, crosses over and gets, like, the NWA toe. Well, not even necessarily that. I was actually thinking that, like, it's like, well, he helped him. And then maybe, like, Marty Skrull would start showing up with, like, helping Nick Aldis. And there could mm. be almost be this, like, gimmick of, like, oh, there are these two heels together. And they keep helping each other retain their championships or something. Like, I don't know. I thought it would be, like, a re- and it could be, like, the start of what I thought would be maybe the villain club. Because they've been mm. kind of teasing that for a long time, it seems like, as a storyline for Marty going forward, is that he might start his own group. And then I was looking at that, I was like, oh shit, maybe Nick Aldis is going to be the first member of the villain club. Because, <laughs> like, he, he came in there and stuck in and gave him a foreign object. Like, that was some really classic heel shit. Yeah. Like, that's some straight-up villain club shit. Because that'd be great, because then they could be showing up at each other's events and be like, oh, what? I'm just a fan. I'm just here to watch my buddy. And then slip yeah, and some shit. If, like, if they want to allow, like, Really, the, a lot of the crossover stuff, you could just have them showing up everywhere. 
Mm-hmm. You have Marty show up to NWA stuff. Nick also does stuff for, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Tommy Dreamer's House of Hardcore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would have been really cool. But uh, yeah. alas, Dalton Castle was able to overcome the chicanery. Yes, and but a great away. match. Yeah, I mean, definitely a fucking great match. Like, holy shit. <laughs> I think it definitely puts Marty's name up there as this guy can main event and mm-hmm. you could put a title on him. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that this is the end with him in the uh, ROH title. I think that he might still be no. able to get it sometime soon. Like, oh, absolutely. So, and who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll even still take it off of old Dalton Castle. Yeah. Uh, so let's cross over to WWE, mm-hmm. where their Saturday night offering of NXT Takeover New Orleans. Uh, guess they ran out of creative energy for the <laughs> names right there just take over fuck where are we uh new orleans yeah we got it yeah that one <laughs> new orleans yeah <laughs> uh and we started off hot we had the ladder match for the north american championship mm-hmm. coming up first man that, that that was an excellent decision too for opening the yeah night. like great great energy that set the whole fucking bar for just the rest of the night yeah, and if you think about it for a setup of a this pay-per-view or uh, special, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, it's the only match that could start off, right? I mean, you don't want to start off with your t- main title match or the women's title match. Uh, I guess you could have done the tag team, but with what happened, obviously you couldn't have had that going first. And then mm-hmm. Gargano and Champa is definitely your main event. So, yep. yeah, you got to start off with this ladder match. Yeah, absolutely. I like this whole this whole show was booked really, really well as far as like the pacing of everything, where everything was. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Especially because like and we are I think we're very much usually traditionalists that like the title should main event. But this is yeah. one of those few cases where like, no, this was the match to main event over the title. Yeah. This is like this, this was the equivalent of like Taker Sean yeah. main eventing that yeah. WrestleMania. Like, like this this was NXT's Taker versus Sean. <laughs> yeah, like a year's worth of build-up. Because mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, did they main event? I don't think they main evented both times at WrestleMania. But, yeah. Uh, this had a year of build-up, so, like, obviously it's going to be in the mm-hmm. main event. So, um, But we had Adam Cole winning this ladder mm-hmm. match to claim the North American Championship. Yeah, both the, we both thought it was going to be the newcomers. But uh, yeah. Adam Cole getting it. And I thought that definitely made sense. Like, it was a good call. It was a great match. Yeah, what, I, what I'm hearing now is, like, basically this title was brought in, like, for Adam, kind of, at least at mm-hmm. first now. Uh, that they didn't have him in the title, the main title picture, but he's such a big player that they were like, hey, we could bring in another championship and have him hold it for a little mm-hmm. bit, and then you're going to have another title that's well-established. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I think one of the biggest reasons that I didn't think he was going to win this title, because, like, that definitely, like, in hindsight, and I look at it now, it's like that definitely makes sense as a path because I thought it was either going to be that or I thought he and maybe Undisputed Era with him were going to be coming up to the main roster very soon mm-hmm. and, like, probably going to 205 Live. But that's kind of what I guess I thought they were going to do more. So it was that rather than keeping him in NXT because, like, in NXT, like, he is such a force that he either has to have a title or be going for one. Yeah. And so if he's not going to go for the NXT title, then it made sense to give him this one. Yeah, and with the call-ups that we've seen now, mm-hmm. he has to stay on NXT. Like, they're going to be hurting for talent again for a little bit. 
Um, so you need to maintain your strong players. Yeah. And then what now with like the, the turns of the story here with Undisputed Era, like they've definitely got some fuel, I think, to go for a while. With yeah. uh, Roderick Strong turning on Pete Dunne and joining the Undisputed Era mid-match. Yeah. Did you see that coming? Nope. Uh, that's Neither why, did I. That's why I picked the I thought, of pain. <laughs> I thought, well, just even like in the back of your head, having like that as a dream scenario kind of a thing. I wasn't even mm-hmm. thinking about it because they kind of passed that story by mm-hmm. of Roderick turning or joining them. Right. This yeah. was months ago at this point. Right. Yeah, well, no, I, and, I figured he was destined to be the man eating the pin out of this match because like he's up on 205 live now. So I thought he was kind of like basically just here as like, all right, I'm doing a little swan song and then I'm going to be gone. Yeah. And also um, he was kind of the odd man out in this match. You have Pete Dunn mm-hmm. holding a championship. Authors of Pain, we had we had kind of figured, uh, or we're either going to win the title or head up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. So they're probably not eating the pin. And then Undisputed is your current like main event, so they're not going to eat the pin. So that mm-hmm. leaves Roderick. But this was just a great fucking writing. This this was awesome because mm-hmm. it was out of our minds of this as a possibility. And when it happened, you were like, oh shit! And now it sets up. For even better stuff. Yeah, it was it was really weird because like I I figured out it was gonna happen like five seconds before it did because the camera panned over to Roddy just a little bit too early. Like mm-hmm. I was like he was looking like he was about to attack, and I was like, wait, but Pete Dunn's going for the pin. Why would he be attacking oh, right? Oh. And I was like, <gasps> that motherfucker that he did. And I was like, yes, yes, turn heel, you motherfucker. And it just makes so much sense, right? Like you have undisputed now with. Adam Cole, who is banged up from that ladder match, and now this match as well. Kyle O'Reilly, who I'm pretty sure is the only healthy one <laughs> in mm. Undisputed Era. And then Bobby Fish is really injured, so he's not going to do anything for all. So you throw in another guy like Roderick, fits in with the group, and is gives you another option for matches with them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And now sets up for, have you heard the rumors of Pete Dunne's Revenge? Well, I was I initially when I saw that I was like, oh well, this is perfect. He can come back with a Mustache Mountain. That's what I've I've heard the rumors is that that that's what happens, and reform a British strong style. Yeah, to combat undisputed mm-hmm. era. Yeah, so like that that scenario started playing out in my head immediately, and I was like, yes, <laughs> give me more. <laughs> uh, Authors of Pain also looked great in this match and set them up well for the main roster review. Mm-hmm. I just real quick wanted to jump back for the ladder match. I thought the ladder match displayed everyone perfectly. Yeah, I think it, it did a really good job for everybody. Um, yeah. I, the only person that I was a little bit worried about it was just like with Velveteen Dream, like they put so much on him in this match <laughs> and he's like, you know, one of the greener dudes. Yeah. And But I was but like, I think, you know, but I think he stepped up to it, you know? Yeah. I think Lars Sullivan too stepped up really well. Uh, Killian Dane's the more established monster and did his part, and EC3 was just great as that heel that nobody likes. <laughs> uh, so then we had Shayna Baszler defeating Ember Moon mm-hmm. for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, I thought this was an excellent match. Yep. Uh, thank set you up. for not letting her tap. Like, thank you yeah. for actually just doing the she's incapacitated ref stoppage. Good job. Great. Because perfect, right? Sets her up to go up onto the main roster. She'll probably still come back down for 
probably one rematch or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't kill Ember. It makes her look. It makes her look strong, right? Like she, it's mm-hmm. almost like the Austin passing out thing, right? Yeah. Similar thing to that. And then you have Shayna just looking strong, and I think took her up to the the main event level. Yeah, I think it's like well, because that this is the completion of that story, right? It's like Shayna Baszler is just so powerful and so dominant that it's like it's this inevitability. It's like inevitably, eventually, Shayna will beat you. Yeah, because she's just injured you and she's destroyed your limbs, and it's just you know there was nothing she could do about it. But Ember was still like, I'm going to fight to the very end. Damn it! Like, yeah. But then Shayna Baszler still just like, yep, well, I want it. That's it. <laughs> and, and I like too because it. I don't know. It might end up being a little bit too much like a too much like a babyface sort of thing, but I like that it fits her character. That there was an interview afterwards where you know somebody's asking her that like, oh well, now that you're the champion, how are things going to change? And she was very specific in saying that it's like, look, you know, I don't care about who comes down here and looks the best or who has their makeup done right. This is about wrestling. I'm here to wrestle. That's it. Like I was like, okay, like that's usually a very babyface thing to say, but she's so. Yeah like in ring technique like she's the mma girl that like okay made sense yeah and i mean i think the heel aside will come from her just beating the crap out of people right yeah when it was it was actually um i'm trying to remember if we talked about this a while ago but did you ever see there was uh some promos that they had showed in nxt where it was like her down in the training center like beating up people yes like that was such a perfect extension of that character right because she's so obsessed with like athleticism and being perfect in the ring that she's, like, almost offended by these other people who are worse than her. That it's like, mm-hmm. oh, like, how the fuck are they considered, like, the same thing as me? They're a superstar? No, I'm a superstar. I'm a wrestler. Let me show you how this is done. Like They're not putting in the effort that I'm putting in, so. Yeah, it's like, you actively embarrass me by being called the same thing that I am. Because you are not the same thing that I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I am so many worlds above you that, like, it's disgusting that you would even be called the same thing as me. And so I'm going to just destroy you and get you out of my ring because you're not worthy of being here. And mm-hmm. then, like Dakota Kai is going to get her ass killed like again <laughs> soon. Like poor girl. <laughs> Cause she's, she's like the most lovable, cute little girl they have right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> they can kill because Kyrie Sane is adorable, but she's also like way more of a valuable badass. Mm-hmm. So they got to keep her like healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we had it was another it was a surprising finish for me. Mm-hmm. I think you had predicted this one, Alistair Black taking the NXT championship. Yeah, in what was yet another great match on both of these guys' parts. Uh they've both been killing it lately. Andrade is just like I still can't believe that this is the same guy that we were talking about a year ago. Like it's still <laughs> mm-hmm. it still amazes me how good he is. I love the entrance too, coming out with his La Sombra mask. I thought yeah. that was great. Well, I love uh, like, and, I love that because it's like it's it almost tells like his story in just like right? that, that one motion, right? He comes out as La Sombra, takes it off, and he's like, ah, fuck you guys, I'm not him anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now if only he like hit a valley for a little bit and then came back up, like that would be <laughs> Well, he does go down onto his knees and then he stands back up. Okay, yeah. So that that was his symbolism for it. <laughs> it's, that it's time that... when we were like, maybe he should put the mask back on. <laughs> like it's that level of performance art, Joe. He's actually, exactly. he's incredibly aware. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but great fucking match between these two. Mm-hmm. And, fucking uh, killed it. I, and who knew that Aleister Black could smile? Yeah. <laughs> he won that title. He started smiling. I was like, this is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. 
Like, <laughs> what is wrong with him? Like, <laughs> like, what's happening? Is he having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> no, he just won the title. Nothing bad could happen to him. My God, he just won the title. I think he's having a stroke. <laughs> and then we went into the main event, uh, which was my one of my matches of the weekend. Mm. I can't probably just pick one. But uh, Johnny Gargano defeated Tommaso Ciampa, to, so he's reinstated in NXT. This match was a knockdown, dragout, just fucking great match that told a phenomenal story. What did they not hit on is basically the question that comes out of this match. Yeah, I mean, like, literally or figuratively, right? Like, they, I think outside of ladders. Other than yeah. that, like, they didn't use a ladder. But past that, it was like they did everything in this feud. Or in this match. turnbuckles, which mm-hmm. told stories from their matches before. Mm-hmm. Them sitting next to each other, which was a symbolism from when Tommaso turned on Gargano. Yep. The crutch is obviously a huge part of the story. I mean... Finally getting told... the thing with the knee brace. Like, yeah. That was great. And it, what you know what? There was even the moment, too. I was wondering, did you... I wonder, I'm wondering if you thought this. There was the part in the match where Gargano, I think it was like he had the crutch or something. He and, was he about, and he was like about to fuck up Champo even worse. But like there was that moment where he hesitated for a second. Like, did you think that he was potentially thinking about stopping? Yes. Or was he just about to like, no, I'm just going to keep going anyway. Like, because I thought for a second I was watching, I was like, wait, this could have like, I'm really glad that it played out the way that it did because it's a really great story and I have no complaints. But. I think it would have been super very interesting if they had gone a whole different way of like, because we've seen so many tag teams break up, but then if in this match, if he had like just stopped the beating and they had somehow like put their past differences aside in the history and like, like if this match had finished with them like walking out together or if like Champa like laid down for him being like, you know what, fuck it, I, I don't want to hurt you anymore, I got it out of my system, just pin me. Like, I don't know, I feel like there could have been some very interesting things there, like what do you think? Yeah, either that or, like, they both, like, laid down and, like, it was counted. Well, it was a no-sanctioned match, right? Mm-hmm. So, I guess they probably couldn't have done that. Maybe they uh, could have just hugged it out. Like, they just could have hugged and, like, that's it. Yeah. We're not fighting anyway. We're, just, we're friends again. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, uh, a finish where, like, they're both laying down, the referee counts to ten. That kind of finish, so. Well, you know, because I guess with the stipulation, right, because, like, Johnny had to win. Yeah. So then maybe, like... Champa could have just like laid down for him and they just immediately get back up and start hugging again. And then it's like DIY's back, baby. Uh, I guess they probably want, they were probably thinking though, like, let's just tease that. And then, but they actually probably wanted to give a true finish, right? Yeah. Well, that, um, that, and I think there's other things at work here. I think they do really want to try both of these guys as singles wrestlers and really see where they can go. And yeah. if it doesn't work, you could just go back to that at some point. I think you could. I think you could put these guys work, back though. together. I mean, yeah, and I think having these got, guys like have a little bit more time apart will just make it even more exciting if they do come back together again, right? Yeah. Um, you have textbook babyface and a textbook heel in the two of them, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then plus, you know what? This might not even be the end of their feud here in NXT. Like, they might fight again right after this. Like, Champa might be like, fuck you, dude. Like, I'm not taking Oh, I think this is the next, this is the next Owen Zane. Hmm. Although, I guess, here's the other question. Like, is Champa 100% back at this point, or like, is he still slightly injured anymore? 
because I'm wondering if they would let him take a couple no weeks idea. off after this. Like, you know, Johnny beats him. Maybe, you know, um, Tommaso goes away for like a month or something like that and then comes back. I could see that happening. But I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see because, like, I would assume that after winning this, like, Johnny Gargano was going straight back after the title, I was, I'm thinking. Yes. Or I think he might also take a couple weeks off too, right? Because <laughs> you could you could easily write that with the two of them being like, they just went through hell, so they need some time to recover. That's true. You could definitely do that. Although at the very least, Johnny has to come out and do like a promo really soon to just be like, hey, I'm really glad that I'm still part of NXT. Like, <laughs> yeah, glad to be back, everybody. Still here. You. Man, it was like the worst couple weeks of my life when I was, you know, quote unquote fired, like how they do in WWE, where people get fired. <laughs> Wasn't getting a paycheck, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess we should probably just go on uh, to WrestleMania itself then, I suppose. Unless there was yeah, and let's, from we're going to recap this. No, I was done with NXT. Uh, okay. Let's recap this minute by minute. So oh. the next part is going to be seven hours. Uh... Prepare, everybody. <laughs> um, no pee breaks. So we started off. You can't pause <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll know. We'll know. <laughs> uh, and then we'll come to we your house off... and pee on you. <laughs> <laughs> started off the pre-show where basically it was like, the first hour was just talking, and uh, I think was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, maybe at the end of the first hour or something like that? Yeah, that was definitely what they started with. Yeah. Uh, and so, a whole bunch of guys in there, not going to list them all off, but started uh, as it started dwindling down, we were left with Matt Hardy, Baron Corbin, Mojo Raleigh, and... I can't remember who the final four was. I don't have that written down. It was, uh, yeah, because it was Corbin, Corbin, Raleigh, and Matt were the final three. Yeah. But then I think was Ziggler the fourth? Maybe? Anyway. Doesn't, oh, wait, okay. no, Kane, maybe? Kane, it was Kane. Because then I think Corbin took out Kane. Kane took out Ziggler, I believe. And then Corbin took out Kane. And then mm-hmm. uh, you're left with Corbin and Raleigh, and they try to team up on Matt. But then Bray Wyatt uh, Mm. comes back just as Bray Wyatt. No changes to his look. But he is now on Matt's side and helps take out Corbin and Raleigh. And because uh, Bray Wyatt was not a part of the match, Matt is declared the winner. Uh, Only problem with this is that I think the live crowd might have been a little bit confused. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. I feel like the crowd did pop, though, when, like, they hugged and everything. So I think they kind of got it. Yeah. Yeah. But they definitely didn't pop for, like, the finish of the match, which was, like, mm-hmm. uh, I think Corbin getting eliminated last. Yeah. Well, you know, I, th- I think probably part of the reason for that is because, like, WWE is so inconsistent with their shit sometimes that I think people were starting to wonder, like, all right, is Bray in the match? Because, like, yeah. obviously from the beginning of it, you know that he's not. But, like, WWE just changes the rules on shit all the time. So, like, you know, he could have just, like, eliminated, like, what? like Hardy and then just won the match somehow. Like so I think people were kind mm-hmm. of waiting to see whether why it was technically in the match and then the bell rang and then it was like, "Oh, okay. Yeah. Nope, he's not. Great." And then they hugged and then it was like, "Oh yeah, okay." And man, what a great reboot so far. I'm already digging it. 
because a couple yeah. of little promos that they've done have been fucking hilarious. Did you see the one where uh, Bray Wyatt greets Brother Nero? Yes. <laughs> and you know what I thought made that was at the end when it pans back over to uh, Seth and Finn, and they're just like, what was that? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. And I love that uh, like Matt Hardy is talking to the Andre the Giant trophy now. Like, he thinks that yes. it has the soul of Andre in it. <laughs> Oh my god! It's oh, so... speaking of Andre, though, if mm-hmm. you have a chance, watch the Andre the Giant documentary on HBO. Is it good? Fucking fantastic! All right, I'll definitely have to check it out. Yeah, uh, they got everybody for it. There's, yeah, everybody. Uh, but back to WrestleMania. Uh, then we had the finals for the cruiserweight championship with Cedric Alexander defeating Mustafa Ali. Even though it wasn't what I predicted, completely okay with it. Thought it was a great match. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was good with what they did because I thought it was surprisingly short because I think it was only like, what, a 12-minute match? Yeah. Cause it, oh, I will say, though, um, sorry, just on top of all these pre-shows, they timed at least the matches for the pre-show very well where there was people in the building. Yeah, thank God. Like, I was I was really scanning that with, like, the first Battle Royal. I was like, all right, how many people are there? I was like, oh, actually, there's a lot of people in the seats. Yeah, right, apparently they had... Started letting people in an hour before Good. that Andre the Giant Mat- Memorial Battle Royal. So, Good. Why the fuck would... Wait. Why the fuck wouldn't they let people in even earlier than that shit? Like, the TV oh, no, cameras I think are it already was. rolling. No, no, no. I think the... it was. But oh. uh, I'm just saying, like, they had a good hour before mm-hmm. there was yeah. any kind of match in the ring. Like, so, unlike previous years where it was like, I think they just opened the doors and then a match is going on. Like... <laughs> That's ridiculous. Like, I, whoever made that decision in past years is just a fucking moron. Um, but but yeah. yes, yeah, so now we have Cedric reigning supreme on the cruiserweight division. Yeah, I really, I really feel like they could have given this match really needed about like ten more minutes, to be honest. Mm. Like, because I, they were probably obviously trying to go for like a recreation of that match they had on two hundred five live, and that match mm-hmm. I think probably had like at least twenty minutes. Well, yeah, they definitely had more time on two hundred five live, and this is on the pre-show. Like, they didn't. They didn't uh, need to cut this match time-wise as much. Yeah. I mean, but, maybe they could have put them in on the first hour. Uh, but I think they wanted this match on the... Because this was the hour that aired on the USA Network. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why they wanted them on there. Well, I'm fine. Like, put it put it wherever you want. But just give it the amount of time it needs. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This just needed a little more time. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and that was followed up by the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, because we couldn't think of any other woman to name it after. <laughs> Did you even hear uh, the story with Jericho? He texted him a name, and then Vince yeah. was just like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking uh, stubborn have... ass. Like, what an idiot. Like, what, Wasn't it, didn't you text him, like, thanks, like, THX? Yeah. Like, and he's like, that's dickhead. basically Vince's way of telling you to fuck off. Yeah, like, what a... <laughs> They should have called it the, sen- uh, the sensational this- invitational. That would have been better than just nothing. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, so this one had a weird ending. Uh, I thought it was about to have a great ending because it had Bailey and Sasha ending it off mm-hmm. with Bailey getting Sasha out. Crowd going nuts, thinking Bailey had won this, but apparently Naomi wasn't exactly eliminated, and 
did the heel thing of sneaking back in and eliminating Bailey. I'm okay with it. I love Naomi. <laughs> I mean, I like her, but I just thought it really, like, the crowd was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was odd because it was just, yeah, it was just placed really strangely. But I will have to say, I like the false finish because we got to see that the crowd actually does still love Bailey. Yes. You know? So we got to find that out, and we also got to have Naomi win. So, like, the best of both worlds for me. Because yeah, I really wanted Naomi gonna, to win. It's, it's, and it's obviously going to spinning off as we saw following on raw spinning off a nice uh continuation of the sasha and bailey uh feud mm-hmm. then we started off wrestlemania i thought with a great match the triple threat for the intercontinental title seth rollins defeating the miz and finn balor um with apparently three baby faces because the miz <laughs> they kept talking about how he just had a baby and he sent his mistrage to the back, which are both face things. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> thought that was interesting. But obviously, he worked great as a heel in the match, and Seth came out on top. Yeah, I thought this was definitely one of the stronger matches here on the card for sure. Um, and even this though, first half mm-hmm. is uh, amazing matches. Yeah, it, it is weird how WrestleMania just goes downhill like that. But yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is this is actually really well done. I mean, I definitely had predicted for Finn to win. And I kind of thought I wanted him to win, but like I'm definitely okay with Rollins winning. And I yeah. don't, like the crowd went, you know, like had a great reaction for it too. Like I love Seth Rollins' thing where like he grabs the belts and like fucking spins him around like a psychopath. Yeah, like he just swings him around like a madman. Like I don't know, I like that. It just, it it and always think... makes, it always reminds me that like Seth Rollins was always a fan of pro wrestling and wanted to do this as a little kid. And like that's like the little kid. Yeah, sort of he thing was like, like, yeah, I got the belt. <laughs> You know that that like he he did that as a kid. He had like the toy belt that he like spun around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is canon at all, but in my head it it's canon. Like that was like the move that he came up with as a kid. That's like someday when I win the belt, I'm gonna spin it around because nobody else does that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also thought that him and Finn. I think this showed that the crowd is definitely into them. They're they've come up from the low periods that they've recently. Uh, had mm-hmm. and that goes along with Seth's promo where he was just like, "Hey, I was kind of down in the dumps for a while, and I'm I'm back." So, yeah, Monday Night Rollins now has uh, the Intercontinental Championship. Yep. Uh, then we followed that up with a fantastic match. Um, Charlotte Flair and Oscar. Not a bad thing to say about this, except maybe the finish. Um. I wanted to see your thoughts on it. Now that I've processed it, I'm okay with it. But Charlotte Flair retained the championship and ended Oscar's streak. This, Joe, the finish of this match is the single greatest grievance of this entire fucking weekend. And probably, <laughs> really? for, for me, dude, this is an even bigger grievance then Undertaker streak <laughs> lose like because at least when you gave it to big stupid monkey fuck Brock Lesnar, it's like okay, I now see in hindsight the amount of good that that could have done if they had not proceeded to fuck up all the shit with Lesnar. But I understand this is fucking retarded, and I'm so 
so angry <laughs> that they this is oh what my... made you angry oh dude i almost turned off the fucking pay-per-view when i saw this i was so pissed so I granted yes so... i thought mm. <laughs> i thought it this was like also i was like whoa wait they ended oscar's streak at first but so okay say oscar retains the title where do you go from there or say oscar wins the title and retains her streak sorry I would have her fight Charlotte in a rematch. After that, uh-huh. you have her fight Becky. After that, if you wanted to, you could throw Natalia in there. You could have had the Carmella Cash and storyline go in there. You could have had the iconic duo coming up. You could have had Kyrie Sane NXT uh, come up. You could have had Ember Moon come up to NXT SmackDown instead. Bitch, I got storylines for days. And yeah, but who mother- ends up? Who who ends her streak? Ember Moon would have been my pick. Because Ember Moon had the story with her. That she could never beat her and down in NXT. Nobody could ever beat her. Then she finally became NXT champion. She did all that and now she came up and now she'd be like, you know what? I'm finally ready to beat you, Asuka. I can finally do it. And then she would finally do it. Because you know what? The My biggest grievance with this entire thing is that they gave it to Charlotte. This is the biggest fucking problem because Charlotte doesn't need it. Charlotte is already the biggest woman in the fucking division. She is the five-time champion, four-time Raw, one-time SmackDown, I think. Like, she... Like, this is just another accolade to throw on her fucking mantle. Like, it means nothing that Charlotte beat her. Literally fucking nothing. I disagree with that. I think Charlotte's kind of just been coasting for a while now. Like, yes, she is these multiple-time champions, but she hasn't been... She's definitely been lower at, than the level that she's been at before, basically. Well, she needs to turn and I heel. think Yes, so that maybe that's it. But I thought that this provided her with something. What I think they're doing is I think Charlotte's the next up to face Ronda Rousey. Oh, she is. But she didn't need this to and do I th- it. I think this gives her that edge for it. No. Let me let me tell you this other thing too, because all right, if we're if we're putting together a feud with Charlotte and Ronda Rousey, who's the heel on that? Charlotte, right? So does Charlotte the heel need a win over Oscar cleanly at WrestleMania to be the heel in a feud with Ronda Rousey? No, to in give fact, her fighting her losing to Oscar would have chance, been better. Yeah, like, ugh, this is this makes me so fucking mad. This is bad for both of their characters, like. Charlotte gains, Charlotte gains nothing from beating Asuka. And you know what they're going to do? Dude, she gains Hold on. so much. Joe, let me ruin this for you with a fact. You know what yeah. they're doing now? John, Charlotte what? Flair is the next John Cena. Because she's the woman who's on top. And they have someone else. Because they, they finally found someone that they could actually build to another equal for her. And actually be a real like mainstay in the division. And they just they plowed through everybody. Like she just ran through the asshole so wait, of everybody. She ran through the asshole of everybody in that division before she got the Charlotte. And now she fucking <laughs> taps out the Charlotte. You know what she's gonna start doing now? The same thing that happened to Rusev, the same thing that happened to every other fucking guy that got built up and then lost to Cena and then went straight down to the fucking shitter. Asuka's gonna start fucking you losing. You think she's everybody, like in dude. the mid card now? She she's gonna start losing to everybody. Watch. I guarantee you, dude, she's going to lose to Nia Jax. She's going to lose to Ember Moon now. She's probably going to lose to Bailey and Sasha. She's going to lose to fucking probably Dana Brooke. Like, she's going to lose 
to everybody now. I don't think it's going to be that bad. All right. I think it's fine gonna, for her to lose. I'm going to make this note right now. Just so that in a couple of months when she's fucking eating pins of Dana Brooke and every other bitch they want to throw in that ring, I can tell you that they fucking threw all this in the trash at WrestleMania. They, like, I, I'm telling you, dude, they fucked this up. I don't think they did. They, oh, I, I think never, this was adding I'm, I'm ammo to Charlotte Flair to go up against Ronda. And I think Asuka's still going to be perfectly fine. I think she can go still win the title at some point. Still be the dominant woman in the division. Well, if they weren't brain dead, they could. And if they weren't brain dead, she already would be. But they fucked that up. They fucked that up, Joe. I'm never going to forgive them for this. I'm never going to forgive them for this. Those fuckers. Yeah, you will. Oh, no, I won't. Yeah, you will. <laughs> no, I'll still watch their shit. That doesn't mean I forgive them. <laughs> No, just like, just like dude, I've said, never, I've never forgiven them for them fucking up Dolph Ziggler. Like, <laughs> they completely ruined that shit. Like, what the fuck, man? He, he, ugh, I can't get started. <laughs> they yeah, fucked us. So let's go on to the next match. And this, where yeah, the I thought this would really went out of a nosedive after this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say this is where I would have my biggest grievance. Jinder Mahal won the United States title in the Fatal Four Way against or in Rude and Rusev. Uh, this is where I would be like, fuck this show. <laughs> yeah, well, this was also a big, stinky, stupid fart of a decision. <laughs> like, it's like, really? Literally, the only guy that shouldn't have won. Like, I would have been okay with Orton <laughs> retaining, Rude winning, or Rusev winning. All of those. Yeah, Fine actually, choices. Yeah, it was just a pick-up uh, But yeah. <laughs> Fucking just give it to Jinder Mahal. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that was bad. But, like, at that right. point, I was already just like, fuck this shit. Fuck this pay-per-view. Fuck this company. <laughs> Man, fuck this shit. And then it just was like, all right, and then they do this shit. All right, of course they're going to do this shit. Of course they're going to have gender win. Fuckers. <laughs> all right. So then they brought it back up, though, at least, with Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey defeating Triple H and Stephanie McMahon with a great fucking mixed tag match. This was good. My only two complaints for this were Stephanie got way too much offense on Rousey. Honestly, I think that she... Yeah, how does... You know what? The only offense she should have gotten her was a slap. That's it. And then she should have just run from her the whole fucking I been, time. Okay, was, I would have been okay with some offense. My problem was her constantly defending that armbar. Like, mm -hmm. Rousey got that armbar on Triple H, no problem. And Triple H is literally five times her size. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, do, so, I love does, the fact that she got some offense on Triple H. I think that's actually... That was a great fucking segment. I think that's actually a lot of what helped get this match over big time. Was the fact that they squared up a little bit. And I yeah. think they actually should have done that a little and, bit more. Because like, the offense that Stephanie should like got on Rousey, it should have been that Triple H got it on her instead. Yeah. Uh, I love the storytelling of that segment too. Mm -hmm. Which was Triple H going up to the ref and being like, This is okay. Mm -hmm. Like showing off that he is the boss and stuff like that. So I thought that was great about it too. And I thought that got across the audience there, right? Because there's no announcer going like mm -hmm. Triple H has changed the rules so that him and Browsey can interact. Like mm -hmm. they had to get across one time. So just him going over, talking with the ref, doing that that uh arrogant like tap to his face where he's just like, Yeah, we got this. Like <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that was really well done. Uh but yeah, and then the fact that like and I think it just went a little bit too long 
like you could have shaved five minutes off of this and given it to somebody else. But other than that, yeah. great job because it, it the goal of this match was to get Ronda Rousey over and to show that she can go. And she, I think, over delivered. Yeah, she absolutely over delivered. I think like, for her I was first match. So scared going to this match. Yeah, I don't. I wasn't I mean, scared, but I just didn't think spots, she would do but... this good. Yeah, but I mean, she's green, so mm-hmm. great match. But she's green in a different uh, way, right? Because have... like she just has to like do her real shit, but then just tone it down and make it look yeah. fake, <laughs> <laughs> or make it look real, right? Make it look real while being fake. This isn't the real stuff, Rhonda. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like, well, what? You're not going to have to wrestle for the next couple months. I should just be able to break your arm. <laughs> You'll heal. <laughs> Where's your prize, uh, McMahon? Yeah, you up. should just take the injury, bitch. <laughs> Vince took a headbutt. Vince Vince fucking broke both of his quads at the same... <laughs> or, or broke both of his knees. What the fuck was it? He shattered his... Uh... He tore, his, tore his quads. Tore yeah, his quads. Both that of them was at the same time. Yeah, tore his, both of his quads at the same time. You could take and a then broken arm. Sat down in the ring and still ordered people around. Yeah, Jesus, like he is legitimately a psychopath. <laughs> uh, Harper and Rowan are psychopaths, though, and I thought this was yeah. a great triple threat match for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Uh, you had the Usos and New Day come out and look good at first, <laughs> but then just have the Bludgeon Brothers tear them apart. Yeah. Uh, I definitely loved the concept. I thought it was just too short because this was like, what, a five-minute match? Five minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah, I feel like for a lot of the matches, my thoughts are either it wasn't long enough or they made a really bad call and fucked it up. Like, (laughs) that's like Mm. almost every single match on this card is that it's like, oh, well, the good matches just didn't get enough time and the bad matches fucking sucked. (laughs) Well, because like, all right, just one last note on Charlotte and Asuka. Up until the finish, fucking amazing match. Like, best match on the card, hands down, up until the finish. No contest for me. I thought your uh, I thought your favorite match would be this this next one, which was that we had John Cena in the crowd, which I actually loved. The, the cutaways to him in the crowd mm-hmm. were actually pretty funny. Uh, yeah. But then a referee comes out and tells him that Taker is here. Mm-hmm. So runs to the back, comes out. Taker's not there yet, because Elias comes out. Cena gets to beat up Elias. And then the Undertaker finally appears and squashes John Cena. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I've been hearing the rumors that John Cena's going to be gone for, like, what, a year? Essentially. So, is the storyline, is the idea, do you think, here supposed to be that, like, John Cena's loss here is supposed to be a really embarrassing? And so and that's why he's going to be gone, is like, oh, well, yeah, I was doing all this, talking all this shit about Undertaker, trying to call him out, and then when he finally shows up, I lost in three minutes. And, you know, I can't Embar- handle that. Yeah, probably <clears throat> embarrassed, right? Mm-hmm. I think that would kind of make sense. Yeah. Although, I want to pitch to you something I think they should have done instead, which could have worked very much for this similar format and could have even saved them a little bit of time. Could have saved them those three minutes. What you do, John Cena finds out Undertaker's supposed to be there, yada yada. Uh, Undertaker, actually, you know what? Cut, cut under Cena finding out ahead of time. Just have Undertaker appear. And then he comes out, starts saying, it's like, hey, John, I've been hearing you, like, fucking talking shit. I'm here to fight, so let's go. And then John Cena comes into the ring, grabs a microphone, and then just says, like, no. I'll see you next year. Or something like that. Like, I don't know. Like, I think that would have been interesting for, like, this 
I don't know, just like a, you're going to disrespect me and be a bitch and like not show up all these other times and now you're going to show up. Well, you know what? No, screw you. Like, I, that was apparently the rumored mm-hmm. plan at one point. Hmm. Of that uh, Taker was going to appear and be like, I'm going to face you just at next year's WrestleMania. Oh, okay. Have like Taker do it instead. Okay. But yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know. It was it was it was sort of odd, but I guess it could kind of make sense if if they go what we were saying right here. Was it like if they run this as like an embarrassment storyline that he's gonna be gone after just because I was I was checking the times and he, he technically did have so the and he technically did have the shortest match on WrestleMania this year. So like I don't know if they would bring that uh, in the storyline of like, oh well I lost in the quickest match at WrestleMania this year. Like, shit, you're right. Like, it's not the shortest match in WrestleMania of all time, obviously, because there's, like, the 18-second loss and stuff like that. But, like, it was the shortest one for this year. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess if they if they go with that, that might be interesting. But then, I don't know, just to jump really quick to something else. Like, now they're announcing that, like, Undertaker's going to be in a casket match at the Greatest Royal Rumble against Chris Jericho. Wait, seriously? Mm-hmm. What well, did you huh. hear? Originally, they were I... announcing he was going to be in a casket match with Rusev, but then they changed the opponent today. Mm. To I wonder Jericho. why that is. Maybe they thought Rusev wasn't a big enough opponent or something. I don't know. But then again, yeah. that leads me to question. Or maybe like, Taker was like... You may, he was like, fuck that guy, I don't like him. <laughs> or maybe Jericho called and was like, hey, I want to get in on this Greatest Royal, Royal Rumble thing, and they were like, all right, uh, you're a taker. Sorry, Rusev. <laughs> yeah, well, because like uh, Jericho was originally announced for uh, I think the Rumble itself, but then they switched it up for some reason. So, uh, okay. So I guess we'll see what's behind that. But I don't know. This whole Greatest Royal Rumble event is just we'll we'll get into it later. But yeah, it's it's a sort of a strange event. I yeah. think. Uh, what do we have next on the WrestleMania card? Uh, but uh, yeah, I think. I was just going to say, I oh, think this match was basically just Taker getting looking good at WrestleMania again, right? Because he did look good. Uh, eh. Except for he looked way better than he did last year. Well, that's, I mean, that's true, but like... <laughs> I think that's what this match was basically for, is like, keep it to two minutes, because that's how long he can look good for, so... Like, mm-hmm. walk back on his own accord and everything, so... <laughs> that's a plus. Uh, but then we had Daniel Bryan and Jake McMahon defeat Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn take out Daniel Bryan at first. So it's basically just a handicap match for a while, mm-hmm. which I didn't think made much sense with Shane's injuries. But yeah, they made it work with the return pop for Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I mean, it was. I, I wonder if that part was a little bit long. Like keeping the Daniel Bryan out as long as they did, but I definitely yeah. thought they kind of made sense for that structure of that match. Like, yeah, to play up the injury because I think the the idea was to kind of like tease the idea, like, oh, well, what if like you know them beating up Daniel Bryan and he's just completely out, right? Like he's re-injured and he can never be a wrestler again after his yeah. first match back. But then, oh man, he is back. So I feel like they they almost had to tell that storyline, right? On some level, like he's returning from injury, exactly. So that even in the match, he has to return from injury. So, I thought it was good. If anything, they could have, yeah, they could have just shortened it a little yeah. bit because that was the point, right? Was do that so he can come back, he can hit the yes kicks, get the crowd wild. Because I have to say, also, 
Daniel Bryan is so fucking over it. He did such a great job. Like this, this even revitalized me. Who, after all these other matches in a row that were just too short or shit, I was just like, man, I'm checking out hard. But Daniel Bryan brought me back. Um, and then the follow up to this is like, so Owens and Zayn can no longer go to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. They try to get hired on Raw. Kurt Angle puts them in a match against each other because he only has one spot for them. But they both get counted out on their backs. And so they have not been offered contracts at Raw either. So the rumor is that they're going to show up on NXT. And you know what, dude? With uh, the Undisputed Era growing, that might be really fucking interesting. Like, if they... Do you think they join Undisputed or...? I, maybe not at first, but I think that would be a very interesting avenue to go down. Mm. Or, or even maybe at first, too, actually. Like, I don't know. I, I think I would dig it. Like, it almost might be too big of a stable, but at the same time, I don't know. Like, this already seems to be the ROH say, stable, so, like, let's just throw two more ROH guys in there, right? <laughs> I was going to say, they're like the NWO ROH. Like. <laughs> yeah. And shit, you know, like, with the with another really good... Well, Zane too, actually. I was going to say another competent talker in Owens, but Zane is up there, too. Like, having three competent talkers in that group would be great. Instead of just yeah. the one they have. Oh, right Zane now. has been killing it as a heel talker. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I feel like that would that would kind of fit in. Like, I think they would be down to have those guys in that group. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a good fit. So, that'd be very interesting mm-hmm. potentially. So let's, especially because yeah. wouldn't that make sense uh, from a storyline perspective of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? They want it. They eventually would want to get back to the main roster. So their idea would be like, well, let's yes. hitch our wagon to these guys and join up into their group because they're set to take over. So if all of us band together. There's going to be nothing that can stop us, and then we can storm back to the main roster with this new army under our, like, with us. Come back to yeah, SmackDown, come back to Raw, and be like, guess what, bitches? We brought, <laughs> brought an army. Yeah, and the fact that they, they could basically make it, like, we want to be that wanted act again. Like, mm. mm-hmm. even though we've had these past indiscretions, they're going to want us again. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be totally down to see that. Actually, uh, you know what? The, they they could afford to do it. It might be it'd be a really interesting, unique storyline. Yeah, because like nobody's done. Well, that, we talked right? about before when like people have, like, yeah, like when Heath Slater was a free agent. I was like, mm-hmm. that'd be great if he showed up to NXT. Like, yeah, when then even like the few times that people have done like the little bit of showing up to NXT, it was like they threw Tyson Kidd down there for a little bit and like polished him back up a little Cesaro. bit. Cesaro, like, Cesaro had his couple of appearances down there, and the feud with Sami Zayn. But, like, this would be kind of, like, one of the first unique times of, like, a guy going down there for, like, a while. And then, like... Permanent, and, and, yeah. and not just, like, because they aren't good enough, but because there's, like, an actually interesting storyline to go do. Like, they're going down there to, like, recruit people because they got kicked out of the main roster for being, like, evil and fucking up the McMahons. <laughs> so now they're, like, gonna <laughs> hatch a new scheme and come back or something. I don't know. It'd be interesting. You know, especially if... If they really wanted to go even further down the rabbit hole, that they, they didn't really explain that much before of like Kevin Owens and Triple H's relationship, then maybe that could be even another like chapter in that of like, oh well, you know Triple H like on the sly like gave us a spot down in NXT again, so that then we could get hot again, maybe form a group, and then eventually maybe when they come back to the main roster, it wouldn't be under any of the McMahons, but it's under Triple H specifically. Like maybe Triple H brings up the undisputed era as like, hey, like these are my dudes. From NXT, mm. and now they're gonna go fuck some shit up under the like Kevin Owens is like the main leader of the group or something. I could see that. That could work. 
then we had the Raw Women's Championship, where uh, Nia Jax won. Mm-hmm. But I thought Alexa got a little too much offense in for my liking. I agree. I think this is another one where it was uh, this is a good good match, but it was too long. They should have just yeah. cut it down to like thirty seconds or a minute. Because it was, mm-hmm. I think it was like ten minutes or something. Like yeah, it was like way too long. Because uh, yeah, it should have been exactly what the finish was. Nia Jax just squashes the bitch, <laughs> pins mm-hmm. her. <laughs> Uh, and then we had AJ Styles defeating Shinsuke Nakamura to retain his WWE Championship match. Mm-hmm. I liked this match. I didn't love it. Yeah, I'm in the same camp. I think it. I think it also needed more time because this was like this uh, one was 20 minutes. 20? Yeah, I feel like this needed at least 30. Like because this is this this is they're building this up as like this is going to be like a technical dream match classic. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, yeah. this is kind of like a SmackDown main event. Like, a good SmackDown mm-hmm. main event, but, like, a SmackDown main event. But what made it was the end, where, similar to the Asuka-Charlotte match with them hugging afterwards, mm-hmm. they hugged, but then Shinsuke low-blows AJ Styles and then takes him out with a Kinshasa. Mm-hmm. So what do, you, what, do you think of, what do you think about all that, with AJ retaining and then Shinsuke turning heel here? I thought it was great. I think Shinsuke's a great heel. Because uh, I loved his little interview on SmackDown, mm-hmm. where I think is it Renee Young is interviewing him, yep. and was like, "We you you owe AJ an like, apology or something like that," and he gives like the most insincere apology ever. Yeah, he like wins. and he has this like <laughs> sly smile. Yeah, he has and he has a sly smile on. Like, oh, it was fantastic. He's like, I feel so bad. I didn't for know what how... I did to AJ Styles. Wink. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. And then Renee, they wrote the, uh, course, wait, what do they call them? Interviewer. Mm. They actually gave her, like, the the freedom to, like, be like, no, wait, you're not being sincere. What the hell? Like, mm. oh, and then I love that. Of just, like, like, following up, he's like, sorry, no speak English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So I just thought that it, it's working out so great. I didn't mm. know how it was going to work at first, but it's definitely been great. Yeah, because at first I I didn't I don't know I I guess I, I didn't I wasn't a huge fan of it at first, but like I've had a little bit more time to think about it and stuff like that. And even before I got to see on Tuesday, my thought was that it's like all right, let's just see how this goes and see how well Shinsuke adapts to being a heel. And I think he's done pretty well for the first SmackDown. So so far, I'm thinking like all right, this is probably a fine decision. Like let's see mm-hmm. where it continues to go. But I'm intrigued to see more heel Shinsuke. I think gives him a little bit more of that depth, and I was like, I was just thinking because like the the SmackDown main event that they had, just to skip ahead for a little tiny bit for spoilers, when they had Dana Bryan and AJ going at it, and then Nakamura coming out to ruin the match. I was watching, I was looking at that dynamic, and it's like, all right, clearly these are the three guys we want to build the main event around for a little bit. I think right is AJ Nakamura and Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. Definitely. And I was looking at that, and it's like, all right, well, yeah, who who should be the heel out of the three? Because it's definitely not Daniel Bryan. Um, but then it's either Nakamura or Styles, and I was like, well, I don't know. I maybe out of those two, Nakamura is the better choice. Um, maybe Styles would have been better. I'm not quite sure, but I don't know. Just I like, think let's after give Tuesday, Nakamura I, a heel a mm-hmm. chance, right? Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I was thinking, like when I was watching that match and their dynamic. And how it played out, you know what? I'm actually kind of glad. I think I think 
maybe we'll be wrong about this, but I do think that Shinsuke actually might have been the right choice to turn heel in this. Yeah, because AJ's been like riding that babyface train for a while now. Mm-hmm. So having him turn heel might be a little weird, but yeah, well, yeah, Shinsuke is interesting. And it's it's because they're different. I think the the reason I decided this is because they're different types of heels. Like, yes, AJ is more of like that insecure and like he's still like obviously a phenomenal athlete, but like he would like cheat a lot more and do other sort of things to win as a heel. But Shinsuke Nakamura seems to be like the far more vicious heel. And I think mm-hmm. that's the more interesting heel to have in this dynamic is one. Exactly. Who, like you're not going to have to worry about these matches being like too much chicanery or bullshit. Like it's just great straight wrestling matches, but like Shinsuke's bringing that like really deadly element. And yeah. Specifically with, if Daniel Bryan's going to be in this mix, Somebody with Shinsuke Nakamura, like, potentially, like, threatening, like, re-injuring Daniel Bryan is great fodder, I think. Like, he could do some real nasty mm-hmm. kicks to his head. Like, make us yeah, all exactly. really scared. So. Do, like, multiple Kinshasa's. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't even need to, but just keeps doing them. Yeah. Oh, man. He could even just, like, oh, you know, Daniel, I do not think need to face would be very good for career. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, he could just do some cryptic shit, like. Like, fucking with him. Because clearly he's even now, like, even more into the mind games than he was before. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, I'm Oh, how good was his entrance, by the way? Man, that was fucking cool. He was jazzed as fuck, too. You could see. He was just ecstatic. (laughs) Uh, Then we had Braun Strowman uh, defeat Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh, He comes out. He says that no one in the locker room is good enough to be his partner. Which I thought meant that some legend was going to return. Mm. Nope, he just picked some random kid out of the crowd. Turns out that it's one of the referee's sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his name is Nicholas. And the crowd fucking loved him. <laughs> uh, and Braun defeated Cesar and Sheamus. But mm-hmm. the next night on Raw, they had to relinquish the titles because Nicholas is in the fourth grade. Fucking fourth grade, man. <laughs> I thought that was kind of uh, funny, actually. Braun, Braun is just such a hilarious yeah. dude. Uh, but... And uh, Nicholas did get his one line in on Raw at the interview that when he does get done school, someone's going to get these hands. Yeah. That was that was definitely like a cute moment and idea. Like I, Looking back on it, Luke, it was a unique storyline. I thought it was kind of cool. Although, we had yeah. talked a little bit before the show. I can't believe they didn't fucking capitalize on this opportunity. They just inducted this, like, super charismatic fucking kid into the Hall of Fame. Why didn't they fucking have him be the kid? Like, Oh, it would have been so much better. That kid is fucking like, hilarious. Nicholas, Nicholas was good, but, like, he didn't really do much. And so, like, you could have this kid, like, cut a promo. Mm-hmm. Or exactly. something. Yeah. Because you weren't, obviously, you weren't going to have like, kids do anything physical. More. But, yeah. No. And it would have made more sense, like... The, the kid from the Hall of Fame uh, has, I forget what it is. It, does he have cystic fibrosis? I can't remember. Uh, some, some death disease. Something like that. And so then, like, it makes sense that Cesar and Seamus, even though they're heels, like, there's a line. You don't beat up like a kid with the disease. So it makes sense why they wouldn't go after him. Uh, and then have Braun win the match. And then, then still do the same thing, right? The next night, be like, Nicholas has other things that are... Uh, what's the Hall of Fame kid's name? Can't remember. Uh, Jerry, he has other things to do, so we have to play. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just would have made more sense. Oh my god, <laughs> you know what would have really fucked up your. All right, so I've got I got two part things. One's not fucked up, but the second part is. So 
First part is uh, in the match, if they had had Jarius go in, this would have been, I think, genius. All right, so obviously you're not going to want to be able to teach a kid how to be able to take like a legit bump in the middle of a match. But say if you had yeah. him in there for just like a few seconds and he starts talking shit, then just have Cesaro put him in like a submission hold or something, like something that like is really obvious, like really easy to make, like no put no pressure on the kid, but just make him look like, yeah, you can teach him in five seconds how to backstage. Like, all right, I'm just going to put you like this and then you just struggle against me. Like you could do that for like a couple yeah. seconds and then Braun comes back in and then it'd be like, oh shit, like he's getting distracted. The kid could like kick Cesaro in the balls to like get himself free, run away, tag Braun. <laughs> Braun comes in, finishes the match. Kick him in the knee or something? Yeah, exactly. Kick him in the knee. Like, whatever. Just, like, our, like, step him on the toe. And he's like, oh, shit, my toe. Like, you yeah. know, one of those things that they do in kids' movies and shit. That would have been great. Um, but then, when they come back on Raw, instead of having to do the fourth grade storyline, if they had had it with Jarius, you could be like, oh, well, you know what? Um, unfortunately, you guys have to surrender the tag team titles because Jarius isn't medically cleared to compete. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I'm so going to hell. <laughs> if there is a hell, which there's not, thank God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so then on to our main event, which felt like hell. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, go on. Uh, we had Brock Lesnar surprisingly defeat Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. So Lesnar has re-signed and is sticking around, and it still has the title. This was awful. And it went over like a fart in church to the crowd at WrestleMania, because they just went, oh, okay, we're going to go home now. We've been here for seven hours. Yeah. Um, the crowd literally chanted, this is awful. Um, I think they were saying, like, fuck the, like, what was it, fuck these guys, or like, both these guys suck, or these guys suck. Something like that. Um, Beach balls. Boring. Boring. Like, <laughs> this really was Goldberg Lesnar 2.0. We were right. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. Uh, do you think Roman takes the title at this greatest Royal Rumble? Because these two are going to have a rematch in a steel cage. Yeah, I think he does. But, like, who fucking cares? Like, obviously nobody um, even cared this time. I don't think anybody cares. I care because of one of the returns on Monday night with Samoa Joe mm. saying that no matter what happens at the Greatest Royal Rumble, he's getting Roman at Backlash. Which is, I like, doesn't that almost have to signal it's like Roman is getting the title then? Yeah, and I hope that then Samoa Joe takes it off him. <laughs> I know that's not going to happen, but it gives me hope. Hey, man, I'm with you. I fucking hope so, too. That'd be great. That, um, that was a great promo by Samoa Joe. Like, he killed it. Mm-hmm. Dude, that was fucking amazing. Like, honestly, after that fucking promo, it's like, how in the world can Reigns even, like, if he doesn't win now, that's it. Like, if he doesn't win yeah. at the Greatest Royal Rumble, like, he does not deserve any more shots. Like, Samoa Joe laid it out so clearly. <laughs> like, every time you go up against him, you lose, and you come out with some kind of bullshit excuse. Like, Well, th that was really interesting that they went that far, because he was basically just calling him a heel. He yeah. was like, dude, you come out here, you say all this shit, and you're just lying to the you're yeah. lying to the people. <laughs> Samoa Joe was the babyface in this. Yeah, like that was incredible. <laughs> like it was straight up babyface at heel. But I don't know. I guess they do tend to do that right on the raw after WrestleMania, like because they know that yeah. it's so smarky of a crowd that sometimes they just turn people. And they for a say night. that too. They're like, they cheer for the people they normally boo for, and they 
boo the people they normally cheer for, and they're just crazy. Like, yeah, we with their fucking thing. They're probably like next week. Samoa Joe will just come out and like cut some sort of weird heel promo, and just like inverse everything he just said last week. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully not, but. Yeah, Samoa Joe coming out and calling out Reigns is fucking great. I cannot wait to see that. But the other thing I'm thinking might happen, because they, I could definitely see them keeping the title on Lesnar and them going with Lashley as the guy that takes it off him. Yeah, Lashley had a great return. So uh, I, think, I think he's the guy that's going to be winning this greatest Royal Rumble. Like, mm. I'm calling that right now. Lashley's winning it, and then he's going to go fight Lesnar, I think. Like, I could see that happening. Did he just have a jobber? I'm trying to look over my notes. Um, and I'm trying to remember. Did he actually have like a formal match or did he just come out and fuck up a couple dudes? I'm trying to remember. Oh, you know what? I think he just came out and... Yeah. Oh, he beat up uh, Elias. That's Elias right. Elias was singing and mm. he interrupted him. That's right. Um, But yeah. Oh, and that was right after that segment was uh, Kurt Angle with a nice little diss at TNA. Did you see this one? Yeah, it was like, if you guys are looking for jobs, you can look for TNA. They're hiring. <laughs> They're <laughs> fucking great. What I love to, like, um, do, you, do you like TNA's, like, trying to capitalize on this as much as possible? Oh, seriously? Yeah, there's like, hey, somebody mentioned us. Look, WWE mentioned us on TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, on Raw, we had some other call-ups slash returns. Uh, no Way Jose got called up. Mm-hmm. Ember Moon got called up. Uh, the Authors of Pain have got called up and dropped Paul Ellering as their manager. Now, this this is also very suspicious, I think. The fact that they dropped Paul Ellering. Oh, what do you, what do you think that's suspicious? Well, because these mooks aren't going to be able to fucking talk for themselves. So they're going to fucking put him with somebody. And, like, my heart of hearts just wants them to be like, are they smart enough to realize that if you just have three giant guys with tribal tattoos in fucking Kevlar vests, that they're just going to start <laughs> confusing them anyway? So you might as well just put them all together and put Paul Heyman with them too? So then you just have this ultra-mega stable of Paul Heyman with, like, giant crazy men in Kevlar vests? Roman Reign and the Authors of Pain? It even rhymes. Even rhymes, which means it's a good idea, right, Joe? Yes, rhyming <laughs> is always a good idea. Uh, um, I, that's that's yeah. my that's like I saw that and I was like, wait, there's like if they're if they're not gonna put him with somebody new like Roman Reigns or something like that, like there's no reason to get rid of Paul Ellering. That I think is just like Vince's weird thing against managers, and also Paul not wanting to do a full time road schedule. So, like, the reason he was with them down uh, at NXT, that's an easier schedule. Like, he just yeah. comes down, down for those tapings and then can go home. So, Very good I point don't, know if it, don't know if it was one or the other or that. And, like, uh, I think he could just take up another tag team down at NXT. So. True. Actually, you know, that'd be kind of a cool gimmick if he's just kind of, like, the eternal NXT manager guy. Like, he's yeah, just always the, looking for, like, the best tag team. Mm-hmm. Or even maybe switch over to a single guy, right? Yeah, that could be... Actually, you know what? Even though Aleister Black's been doing well on his own, that would be a potentially interesting combination, right? Maybe Paul yeah. Ellering managing Aleister Black. Mm-hmm. And and Ellering could be like the guy that's like, I get people to the main roster, so... Ooh. Yeah, actually, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. 
I'd be yeah, that'd be actually a really cool gimmick for him. I'd be down for that. Um, and I think that was it for call ups and returns, right? Yeah. Um. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. For the Raw, because then we had Ember yes. Moon come up and No Way Jose, who you mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was pretty much it for Raw. But then over on SmackDown, we got the iconic or the uh, the iconics as they're calling them now. Yes, the iconics with two eyes, uh, which I thought they they came out at the better deal, right? Because SmackDown only had mm-hmm. one call up or return, and that was them. And mm-hmm. I think it's remembered more because. Like, look at us. We had to sit there, the two of us, and decide, like, did we get everything from Raw? Like, Raw was just so jam-packed. Yeah, well, because uh, and then Ember Moon was just like, oh, I'm just Nia Jax's friend, I guess. Yeah. And, then and that, that was the beginning just... of the show. By the end, mm-hmm. do we even remember that? Like, yeah. Yeah, it was rough. But then, yeah, like like you said, uh, Iconic Duo definitely had a much better debut. And then they actually, like, that promo they cut against Charlotte was great. Mm-hmm. They fucking ran her down, and it was like, holy shit. This is these girls' and, first night on SmackDown? And then they played a huge role in Charlotte gets beat down. Carmella yeah. comes in, cashes in, and Carmella's our new champion. Put put the hurting down on Charlotte. Fucked her up. Man, yeah. too bad she just fucking destroyed Asuka's reputation. <laughs> Fuck it. I, I'm never going to forgive him for this shit. But then Carmella getting the title. I was so happy. Like, seeing her cash in and finally get it. And, like, I just love how, like, the ref was taking so long, and she just kept yelling. It's like, yes, cash it in! Yeah, like, your voice is getting, like, screechier and screechier. She, she was, like, channeling Vicky Guerrero right there for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Excuse me, cash it in, please! <laughs> Excuse me! And then, dude, she looked so happy. Like, I just, like, in my head, her getting that title was like, oh, my God, you you just instantly turned babyface winning this title. Like... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. She's just so happy, and the crowd is all excited, and she's just like crying, standing on the announcer table with the title. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's gonna do it for me this week. You got anything else? Um. Well, yeah, I had one other thing I wanted to talk about from SmackDown. Big, big talking point. Paige is the new GM. Ah, yes. Sorry, forgot about this. What do you think of this? It's a very busy week. Because I I think it's very interesting that she's so young coming into the role that, like, maybe she'll be able to stick with it for a long time. Like, maybe she could really make this her own thing. Like, not just a thing that they're doing with her, but just like, oh, like, this is my new identity now. Possibly. I mean, we've seen it happen before. Like, Vicky, it was just like a thing just to do, and then... Mm -hmm. She ended up kind of coming into her own on it. Same thing with, like, Teddy Long. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. I think it's a tryout thing, and then now she can actually make something of it. Totally. And, it, like, I feel like Paige is the kind of person, like, she has enough personality to pull off a GM-type role, right? Yes. Because, like, it, it, it's interesting because, like, she she definitely has, like, the, the personality to just, like, have, like, kind of, like, fun back-and-forth promos and stuff, but she's got enough of, like a distinct personality and certain things like that, that you could actually like have her be doing feuds, I think with different people and not necessarily just the women that she has a specific history with, but then also even with like the men, like I could see her having some real beef with like one or two men. And then it's like, Oh, well if you want to do this and be all this shit on my show, then we'll fuck you or (laughs) something. And then actually you could have like this interesting sort of like her and AJ kind of coming together. Cause like, Oh, well this is my house. And this is the 
house that AJ Styles built <laughs> over at SmackDown. And I mean, she's great on the mic, so. Yeah, she's pretty good. It's going to lead to some good stuff, so. Mm. I think definitely the key to that, though, is like keep the Absolution girls, I think, off of SmackDown, at least for now, for this year. Like maybe you can yeah. bring them over next year if Paige is still doing stuff, and then you could revisit it. But like if they go over right now, then they're I think they're just going to dump right into a storyline with that, and they're going to get lost with like her just doing stuff with Absolution and then just. I don't know. I think it would go bad. Because <laughs> then instead yeah, of her being the of... GM, it's like, oh, well, you're the GM, quote unquote, but you're like the absolution manager and you're just using that to like further their ends on SmackDown. Yeah. And so, um, and you also want to let Paige like get into this role first, right? Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Exactly. See how she does. All right. Well, I am completely exhausted after this week of watching wrestling and talking Woo! about it. So, man, uh, I'm gonna go sleep until next week and or until next year's WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's gonna do it. Uh, thanks for sticking with us this WrestleMania week. Uh, really excited about these coming upcoming storylines. So check back with us next week as we continue down to uh, the greatest Royal Rumble and then Backlash. Yeah, apparently the greatest Royal Rumble ever. Uh, mm-hmm. Gonna be in Saudi just because Arabia. of the size. Just because because there's fifty people, right? Yes. Yep. It'll be the greatest. Well, or not. <laughs> we'll see. But actually, last last question before we go, uh, because this is in Saudi Arabia, right? Like, are we expected yes. to watch this shit live? Or is this gonna be like, like, do you think they're gonna be broadcasting this live on the network? Or is this going to be like think it's taped be... and then just put it on the network at like a time that would be normal for the like the Americans to watch it? I think it's going to be uh, like taped and then, uh, well, I think it's going to air live and then they'll also have it on demand like right away. Okay, that makes sense. Because like, as my last thought process going through this, it, I feel like it would almost like if they were going to tape it, then there's no way that Lesnar's losing the title, mm. right? Because like they wouldn't do something like that. On just like a taped thing instead of it being live. Yeah. Like that that's way too fucking huge for them to just be like, ah yeah, whatever. Like we didn't give you the guy guys at WrestleMania, but eh, we fucking did it in Saudi Arabia on this taped show. <laughs> we just we just flipped the universal title. Whatever. Yeah, no big deal. Right. <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious, actually. Uh but yeah. Uh I don't I'm I'm kind of buying the Lashley storyline at this point, especially because like with them signing that uh, allegedly a new contract with Lesnar. I feel like that would be what would be warranting a new contract instead of just an extension. Yeah. And even then, it's like, how the fuck do they think that, like, him dropping it in Saudi Arabia to Reigns is going to get him over when it didn't get him over at WrestleMania? Like, there's no logic to this shit. So. No. I think Lesnar's... Yeah. All right. Reigns is losing again. Fuck him. Maybe the company's finally wising up. Maybe they... Is it possible? Is it possible, Joe? It might be. All right. Hope, hope is with us, and we'll sign off with that. Hope is with us. 